0: The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. What? Can you believe
1: that?
0: You're listening to Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick, Callum, and Riley.
2: Yes, hello. Welcome to the very first episode of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. My name's Riley. Joining me is Nick and Callum. Boys, welcome. New podcast. How are we feeling? Good, mate. Yeah, feeling real good, Riles. Very keen. There are a few updates for this new season in 2022. Cal, did you want to go through a couple of those, mate?
0: Yeah, mate. Yeah. So, um, obviously, this year, there's going to be a change in the salary cap. It's now been reduced to $9.4 million. Uh, Unfortunately, in my opinion, that's not enough, but it's part of the challenge and obviously the, uh, the fun and games of NRL Fantasy um total trades this year have also been adjusted to 36 so that's um up to two with a maximum of 32 available through to the end of uh, round 19 and then there's um an interesting option this year where they're involving another four available trades from round 20 so instead of um doing two trades each week you'll be able to do four yeah right which would be i think would be pretty good change considering last year's um debacles that happened with covid and also people getting suspended and injured, obviously. So there's going to be. Um, do you do you think nine point? F- do you think nine point four million is enough? Oh well, I, personally, I don't think it is. You, you've got the likes of, uh, let's just say Nathan Cleary and Tom Trebouvick. They're both over a million dollars, and Nathan's uh, pretty far over. over so obviously, obviously, they're gun players, but yeah. yeah, it's uh difficult to get them into your side, especially both of them. Nick, so, yeah. you look, you, you look a bit
2: puzzled mate
1: no i'm just i'm just conjuring up my 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 team i'm just ready to talk about everything you know i've got my little plan here and it's got all my stats ready to go mate he's got it lined up he's got like a encyclopedia
2: of notes in front of him whereas i've just got my laptop (laughs) i'm just gonna go with the flow of this episode uh weekly trade maximums cow that's been changed hasn't it
0: Yes, yes. I did say before that from round 20, but it's actually um, round 13, sorry. So that will be a new um, thing that NRL Fantasy has introduced. So it's going to be, like I said earlier, it's going to be four uh, trades instead of two from round 13 onwards. And that's obviously will be good because that's around the origin period. So a lot of players um, will be out and the buy rounds happen round 13 and round 17. So that will be good to try and get other people into your squad and hopefully... Uh, get you to win. overall and yeah head-to-head. Head. Get a dub, yeah. See, last year I struggled.
2: You, you guys know that. We're in a league together. I came dead last. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was stupid enough to choose um, Fafida as my captain, straight up, whereas everyone else chose Cleary in our league. I was the only one that didn't have Cleary as captain. I didn't even have Cleary in my team. And um, I struggled... Uh, with the later rounds because I used up pretty much all
1: my trades and then when I got to the finals, I was, yeah, dead last. So uh, that was
2: that was good on my, my part.
1: Yeah, I think everyone struggled You didn't have Nathan Cleary last year. so um, But it might be a little bit easier this year with the, the amount of money we have. Cal, what do you think?
0: Yeah, look, um, I think it's going to be similar to last year. If you don't start with Nathan, I'd say good luck getting him in. <laughs> 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 he, he might drop slightly, but look, yeah you don't have him trouble.
2: Uh, so point scoring has been adjusted as well. Did you want to go through a couple of those?
0: Yeah. So point scoring, um, there's a couple of big changes actually, when it comes to the point scoring this year, um, they've added six again, in French infringement. So if there's a ruck infringement inside the 10, then there will be a negative one to that player. Um, if you escape from your own in goal, so when wingers uh, get out and also fullbacks, you'll be able to. Um, they'll, well, sorry, they'll be able to get two extra points. Yeah, right. Um, things that they've altered is kick meters. Um, the points t- um, will be totaled and divided by thirty, and then obviously if it's a closer, then it will be rounded down. Um, tackle bus, normally they're two points that will be now reduced. By one, so one point overall for the big tackle busting forwards, and also big Tommy Turbo, um, <laughs> and offloads. So it's interesting what they've done this year. It's a new concept. Um, they're doing it. So if if a player does get an offload off during the game, it goes to hand. It's going to be four points, which is pretty big. Um, and if it, if it goes to ground, it's going to be two points. So it could be could be good for a couple of um, forwards, which we'll talk about in the
2: podcast coming up. Just quickly, two players that you can think of straight away that would be good to have in your team first up, looking at these new uh point system.
0: Two players straight up. Um Nick,
1: I think Nick's got a couple. Yeah. Um. Tavita guy Jr. for the offloads. What do you think? Likes to offload, but the tackle bus does reduce him a little bit. So I'm not sure. It's a bit of a. Yeah. Well, if if he if he can get a couple of um offloads to hand, it might
0: you know kind of equal out uh, the tackle busting, which would be good. Um, who,
2: who was the lead offloader last year?
0: That's a great question. I, I know someone like Chris, he Christian Welsh. He's, that's who I was thinking. Yeah, Welsh.
2: yeah that rings a bell. Um, He's really good at offloading.
0: Um, normally has an accurate one too. Uh, but there's a couple of other players this year that I think might, who, well, people that didn't play last year might come back in and be a good good offloaders. I think yep. Nick, Nick knows one of them, plays for the Bronx. Are
1: you talking about Paddy Kerrigan? <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he, he does not offload the ball, according oh. to my stats. So the points, points All right. Possible team lineups. Should we start with the Brisbane Broncos? Alphabetical order, mate. I think they are first, and they are the best team. <laughs> oh, right Listen yo.
0: to him. Listen to them. Stop dribbling, mate. All right. Let's start. Broncos, here we go. So Broncos, uh, these these predicted round one team lists as well. They're from Fox Sports. So we've just got them off their website. Um, mm. And obviously there will be probably a few adjustments after the trials, uh, but this is what they predicted. So at fullback, you've got Tessie New on the wings, Corey Oates, uh, and also Jermaine Zarko. Centres, Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farmworth. In the halves, you've got Albert Kelly at 5'8", and Adam Reynolds at halfback. Uh, Ryan James, new to the club. Predicted to start with Thomas Flegler out. Uh, Payne Haas will also obviously be his partner there. Mm. Jackie Turpin at hooker. Uh, another new signing, Kurt Capewell. Start on an edge with Jordan Rickey. Paddy Carrigan will return. Should start at lock. Um, and then on the bench, you've just got Kobe Hetherington, Reese Kennedy, TC Robote, and also Keenan uh Any
2: standouts from the Broncos that you boys are thinking would be good additions to your fantasy team. Well, Carl you can go first. Oh, no. I was going to
0: say, mate, since you're a Bronx nation supporter and go for the ponies, I reckon you could go.
1: Well, okay, I'll go first then. Right, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start with Payne Haas because he is the most expensive of the Broncos. How much? 782,000, uh, which is quite high. Um, but so he's priced at 63 points per game. Um, his career average Mm. is 62.8 so it's pretty much the same there Uh, he has uh, 3.7 tackle breaks per game in his career so that's going to reduce his points by nearly 4 points right there Uh, last year he averaged 61.6 so he was a little bit down uh, uh, mainly because he didn't play as many minutes he still played a lot of minutes last year but not as many as the year before with Anthony Siebold right um, so I would say probably stay away from Payne Hus early. How spicy cool Where spicy. <laughs> Wowee. Well, that's just what I'm thinking, mate. You know, you can just... Yeah, no, no that's fair enough. Uh, anyway, next player I want to talk about yeah. is Patrick Carrigan, as I mentioned earlier. So these are mids, obviously, as well. Um, he's priced at 588k, so that's 47 points per game.
2: Okay.
1: Uh... In games where he's played between 50 and 70 minutes, which I think is what he'll probably play this year, he averages 52. So there's a five-point difference there. Um, And in those games that I looked at, he didn't score a try, didn't have a try assist, a line break or a line break assist. Uh, And he only breaks 1.4 tackles per game. So he's only going to reduce by about half a point on his average. And 0.6 offload. So he's not going to bump up that too much. So... If Patrick Carrigan gets, you know, 60 minutes or so, which I think he will, he, I'm expecting him to average in the, in the 50s, so he could be someone to look at, I think, he as a solid option. The mids are hard this year as a position, so I do like him, as you boys know. Mm. Uh, another player I want to talk about, one more player in the mids is Kobe Hetherington. A lot of people have been talking about him. His ownership's pretty high, 15%. Uh, he's only priced at 376k, which is uh, 30 at, priced at 30 points. Okay. Um, when he plays over 30 minutes, he averages 32.8, but only averaging 20 when he's on the interchange bench. So that's where I, we're expecting him to play, according to the team list. So I don't think you go there unless he bumps up his minutes. Callum, your thoughts? Yeah, look, with Kobe Harington, I think I'd probably avoid
0: with him. Obviously, he's probably owned... By that many, um, percentage of coaches at the moment simply for the fact that he's a little bit cheaper, and also for the fact he's got the dual position of hooker and mid. Um, yeah, personally though, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. Um, Paddy Carrigan, Nick pretty much said it well. Doesn't really get a lot of points um, through attacking plays. Just really uh, relies on defence. Yeah, yep. he's pr- pretty much a. Um, a solid lock just gets through his work. Um, personally, I'm I'm questioning Paddy Carrigan in my team. I have had him in and out uh, with about the twenty different teams that I've constructed already. Um, but yeah, look, he's he's a player that could go okay for them if he gets back to his form from a couple of seasons ago. Um, Payne Haas, I think, is a premier middle. Uh, obviously, he's coming off an ankle injury, which I'm not sure if that's going to affect his pre-season. Um, if it does, he might not start straight away. But I think, like, obviously, he's probably going to be someone that you'll, you'll want in your side. He's got a good point per minute average of 1.02. Uh, minutes should be, I'd say, roughly around 60, 65. Can play bigger, though, if there's a few injuries during the game or if Kevin... Walters wants him out there a bit longer. Um, he probably will drop slightly in price, but yeah, he'd, he'd be definitely someone that I'd be considering maybe to start off with, if not um, get in later in, your, in, in your side, but yeah, he's got an ownership at the moment of 30.1. So obviously a lot of coaches are interested. Yeah. Um, people that Nick didn't discuss, which I'm sure he'd be interested in as well. Yep. Would be Adam Reynolds obviously moves from the bunnies and he'll, he'll be the, the main half at the Broncos. will do most of the kick meters, kick goals.
2: They've needed, I'm just saying just now, Broncos have really needed a good half. And I think Adam Reynolds fits
0: those shoes perfectly. Oh, hundred percent. He's a quality player. I'm sure Nick's excited having him at the club this year.
1: I am very top eight, top eight lock. Just put on right now.
0: <laughs> oh, mate, I don't know about that, but anyway, <laughs> Um, he's an interesting option like I see him at the moment probably averaging around maybe the mid-50s depending on who his partner is in the halves Uh, but obviously they've got Albert Kelly in there at the moment but you've got the likes of Tyson Gamble who could um, come into the side and who knows it could increase
2: um, Reynolds
0: yeah yeah exactly Cape Well's another interesting option a lot of Ah, uh, coaches have been looking at him. He's priced at uh, five hundred eleven thousand. That's uh, actually um,
2: pretty cheap. I thought he would have been up at the six hundred, seven hundred
0: mark. Yeah, yeah. I thought he would be maybe slightly uh, more expensive. Um, got a break even currently at forty one. He averaged forty last season, so it's roughly similar. And that was when he was playing sixty six minutes, pretty much per game, um, at the Broncos. Looking at their Um, bench at the moment. He could potentially play 80, which if he does, will be nice on an edge for them. Mm. Um, But yeah, I I see him having a a little bit of an upside and could be maybe a mid-range cash cow.
1: Yeah, do you think he will play 80, Callum, as well? Because if he plays 80, I think he's a buy. I think he's a buy if he plays 80. Well, definitely. If he plays 80, he probably will be a buy, but you just have to wait until the trials, which are happening
0: in a week, two weeks' time and that'll tell us what Kevin really wants to do with him and how his role will be in the side.
2: Sorry, Cal, just before we go on, mate, you mentioned cash cow. For those who are new to the whole NRL fantasy league, uh, what is a
0: cash cow? Cash cows are someone that uh, y- y- you hope would be some somewhat at a uh, a slighter discount. So around, I'd say, uh, 300000 would be nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit uh, less who are, uh, Either on the bench or preferably starting. And uh, they normally have a pretty low break even and will make you uh, money, which you can then use later in the season to obviously trade them out and then bring in guns. Right.
2: So you're pretty much making a profit to your salary once they add up a bit more money
0: to their name, trade
2: them off for what a better player or someone around the same
0: mark as them or well you can if if they make a lot of money and there's someone new that comes into uh other sides who are fairly low due to injuries or who knows off-field dramas or whatever yep um plenty of those in the nrl Oh, (laughs) (laughs) i love it um but yes there's someone that you could obviously trade down to get that money and then you could trade others in positions who aren't really performing or you want to upgrade into someone better. So it's 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 good if you can get a few cash cows.
1: Especially this year you need it with the uh reduced salary cap. Oh more yeah. More important exactly <laughs> cash right. cows this year. Uh, uh any something... any
2: more additions to the Broncos before we move on
1: to another I'll, team. I'll just go one more player unless calum has another one. I'll just mention No you Jake. say yours, I've got one more but you go first. I'll go i got Jake Turpin as the hooker. Um he has been pretty popular in the past years. Like, not overly popular, but, you know, a good percentage of people have him. He's at 596K, so that's 48 uh, break-even. Uh, as the starting hooker, um, and when he plays under 70 minutes, which he might if Kobe Hetherington comes on or, or someone or Corey Pakes sneaks his way onto the bench or something, he only averages 35 if he's not playing to 80. So I, I, I think... He's gonna probably go down in price. So I would stay away from him. Yeah.
0: Okay. If that's the case, if if Kevy's going to bring someone on from the bench, and who knows if he- Heddington does get that fourteen role, he could come on for the lock. Or yeah, like we said, he could come on play hooker, which obviously uh, put a dampen on uh, Turpin scores. Cal, you had another player that you wanted to mention. Yeah, uh, Katoni Stags playing at centre. Good choice. Um. Like, obviously, he's had injuries in the past and last year didn't really play too much because of that. Um, centers are a very difficult position, they were very, very difficult last year. Um, Ketone, he's a bit expensive, he's 600,000, uh, which is uh, pretty, pretty big for um, center a position.
2: Oh, center, okay, yep, yeah, yeah, he's so the most he,
0: expensive. Center, is he? Uh, he'd be up there, yeah, he'd be <laughs> very close to it. Um, Has a break even of 48. Played four games last year. He's in 4.8% of teams uh, to start off the season so far. Um, Look, personally, I wouldn't be going for him straight up. He'll probably lose some points because of tackle breaks. Um, But, yeah, look, depending on how the Broncos go, he could be someone who finds himself getting a lot of attacking stats and might be a good
1: buy for your team, but I wouldn't be looking at him straight up. He is the most expensive center as well.
2: Uh, we're going to move on to the next team, uh, the Mighty Raiders. Everyone's favorite team, I think. Yes. <laughs> Second favorite team. The milk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Cow, do you want
2: to go through a team list for the Raiders?
0: Yeah, mate. So you've got Chance Nickel-Clockstar, who comes back from injury, potentially starting at fullback. Um, Nick Cottrick and Jordan Rapiner on the wings, Jared Croker and Matthew Tomoko will be in the centres, uh, Jack Whiteson and new recruit from the Titans Jamal Fogarty will be in the halves Josh Papali'i and Joe Tarpany will be the front rowers with George Hodgson at hooker, Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead will be on the edges and Adam Elliott at lock, Tom Starling will be the backup hooker on the bench at 14 Ryan Sutton, Corey Horsburgh and Corey Nara should take out the rest of the remaining bench spots.
2: There was one name in that team that you just read out that caught my attention, Papali'i.
0: Oh, yeah. Good choice? Um, He averaged 49.7 last season, which was a little bit lower than what he has done for other years, but that's also because he didn't start all of the games. Ricky decided to put him on the bench uh, just to see if he could get a little bit more out of him. He's got a break, even a 51... Okay. At six hundred and thirty-five thousand, um, it's got a good point-per-minute average, one point zero four. So if he does get, you know, around the 50, 55 uh, minutes, he should
1: average around yeah. there. It could be could be an option. I've got some stats on him there. Yeah. Um, since the mid-position is is difficult, he could be someone that you can pick and stick with for the rest of the year if you wanted to. Um, if he plays over fifty minutes last year, he averaged fifty-four point one. And is priced at 51. So there's a little bit of value there, but his tackle breaks might reduce slightly. So he is someone that you might, if you're picking him, you're picking him for the rest of the year or otherwise you're going for someone like a cash cow. Option. Right. Yeah, I'd, I, I agree.
2: Uh, any other players from the Raiders that you boys uh, would like to let our listeners know could be a good option to have in in, our, in their team?
0: I'm not sure about you, Nick, but I like Xavier Savage if he can get a starting spot at fullback. And if he does, then obviously I think Nickel Clockstart will move to the centres. And that means probably Matthew Tomoka will make way. Um, But if Savage does get a spot, then I'll bring that... uh, Probably bring him straight into my team. We're going to be 350K to start the season off. Um, But yeah, look, he's only played... I think he started two games last year at the back for them. And he got um, scores of 26 and 73. The 73 was very promising. Who was that against? Do you know? Um, I don't have it on me here, mate. Um, That's all right. But look, that game was very heavily impacted by attacking stats. He had a try a couple of line breaks. Um, and that obviously resulted in high meters gained from, I think it was 250 on for that game. Yeah. 246 with a try. Yeah. And yeah. And he also got nine tackle busts. So, Obviously, with the new uh, scoring, that will be reduced down slightly. Uh, He's got a break even at 28, but if he starts at the back, then
1: I think he'll probably be a good uh, option to have in your wing of fullbacks. Yeah, and that was against the Sharks, uh, and you only got 26 against the Manly Seagulls. So he might be someone who scores a lot of points against the bottom teams right well last year they came 10th overall do you see them potentially making the top eight this year the Raiders I don't mm. I I I can and I can't if that makes sense Jamal Fogarty's a good sense. buy for them him and Jack White, and if they have a good combination I think they can
0: Cal your thoughts oh yeah it's going to be touch and go they'll be they'll be around I don't say I don't think they'd be high in the eight but they'd probably be around the 10 9 8 position on the ladder
1: Nick, you have another addition to the Raiders? I've got a couple more players if you want to yeah, mate, quickly course, touch so on go them. For it, go for it. Uh, so, Tom Starling was pretty popular last year, but he's playing on the bench, it looks like, at the moment. Uh, but last year, at the end of the year, he was coming on and playing that lock role utility, like a Victor Radley type, if you know what I mean. He was playing about 50 minutes. Um, And averaged quite high. He's only priced at 34, so it might be someone to look out for. Because a hooker spot is difficult this year. He's only 426K. Okay. uh, And runs well around the field. Um, Someone else I wanted to mention was Jack Whiten in the halves. 569K. I've had Jack Whiten in the past a lot. And he's sort of underperformed every year for me. He's priced at 46, so that's three less than Adam Reynolds. Um, He doesn't kick a lot. He only 240 kick metres in his career, so he's not going to lose a lot of points there. 2.6 tackle breaks. Uh, But he, he was a bit down last year in his attacking stats, so I think he can potentially increase that. If the Raiders start playing well, I feel like it's someone you might be able to jump on if they have a slow start but then they start playing well, he, he might really be able to score well. Right. There was one more player I wanted to mention, some, a, a cash cow potential cash cow, option yes. in the mids as well. We... Uh, Trey Mooney, Callum, if you've heard of him. He played one game last year on the bench, but he did not get on the field. So if the Raiders have a couple injury concerns in their forwards, he might be someone to jump on 220K. So he was close last year to obviously playing. I was just going to mention one other person. Um, Go for it, mate. H- Hudson Young.
0: Average fifty five last year from sixty uh, seven. Nick is nodding words. his
2: head vigorously,
0: mate. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 pretty pretty consistent scorer for um, obviously in fantasy. Uh, but this year starts at six eight six um on the edge, only owned at the moment by zero point five percent. So it could be a point of difference player to have in your team potentially. Yep. Um, uh, break even at fifty five. So pretty much what he what he averaged last year. Um, spicy. Yeah, I'd I'd keep an eye on him, uh, especially if he plays 80 this year. Uh, Has done a little bit last year, but yeah, does go off a little bit with the uh, interchange system that Ricky has there. Okay. Uh, Yeah, but just... Just one to keep an eye on, I think.
2: Just going to take this time now to um, just let you know. If you have any questions for us, if you're thinking about a possible trade for a round, or you're thinking, hey, I want to bring in this player, is it a good idea or not? You can always message us on our Facebook page. You can join our Facebook page. All you need to look up is three blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. We've got Facebook. We're working on getting an Instagram. So if you have any questions for us or any comments, what you would want to hear on future episodes, send us through a message. We'll make it happen. We'll answer any questions that you have as well. Third team that we're going to discuss right now is the Bulldogs. Oh, yes. Canterbury. <laughs> Canterbury Banks Down. That's it.
0: Uh, teamless cow? Yeah. So they've got a few uh, obvious changes this year. So, straight up, you've got Matt Dufty at fullback, Josh Addo Carr on one wing, and Jaden Ockenbaugh on the other. Interesting. Brent Naden and Aaron Shoup, or Shop, however you want to pronounce that, will be in the centres. Uh, Matt Burton joins from Penrith. We'll play in the halves with Jake Adarillo. Uh Paul Vaughan and Luke Thompson at this stage will be the starting front rowers. Jeremy Marshall-King will be the hooker. Um, Jack Hetherington, which oh, I'm not sure I don't about agree that. with but that. Team-less. Jack Hetherington and Tavita Pangai Jr. will be on the edges to start. With Josh Josh Jackson um, at lock. Bailey Boyondi Otto will be the number 14 on the bench. Raymond Faitala Mariner. Uh, Ava Siamana Fagai will be on the bench and also Max King.
2: Okay. Interesting team lineup. Fastest man on the planet,
1: Josh Adokar. Good addition to the Bulldogs, yes or no? I mean, it's a good addition to their team, but you don't think not for fantasy no, I agree uh,
0: great addition to the great team addition but in the terms Bulldogs. of fantasy yeah
2: uh, any standouts from the Bulldogs that you boys uh, could
1: possibly let the listeners know would be good additions to the team
0: Nick do you want to go first with this one
1: Right, righto mate I will go first <laughs> if you ask me to Tavita Pengai Jr owned by 17% of teams at the moment yep. 668k which is quite high actually I thought he'd be a little bit lower than that considering he played at Penrith off the bench last year at the end of the season. But anyway, he's priced at 54 at break-even. So we think he's going to be playing in the second row. Now, his average in the second row over his career is 48.8, so that's lower than his break-even. Last year when he was at the Broncos and he played 80 minutes, he averaged 57.2 though, so he has potential to to, to increase in price. Um... Is he on a better team than he was on last year like when he was playing at the Broncos? Potentially, he could be. Mm. He could be. Um, the the offload stat definitely boosts his score, but then the tackle break will reduce it back and might even it back out. Okay. Um, depends how the Bulldogs are going. I don't think you'd start with him at 668k, uh, in my opinion. Buddy, buddy. You could Scott, potentially
2: Scott. find someone else who's better, but a little bit...
1: Less yeah that, that might make some money early it's a bit of a risk if you go with him I think okay. personally right. and someone else I wanted to touch on as well before I hand over to Callum is uh, Matt Burton in the centres because he's the second highest owned in the oh, sorry he's the highest owned in the Bulldogs team 39% sorry 39% of teams have Matt Burton he's dual, yeah, position, dual position half centre and you know centre's a difficult spot it was last year I don't think it is this year personally but last year definitely difficult I spent about a million trades trading in centers all year <laughs> so that was fun um, Oh, there were,
2: there were lots of injuries last year and I don't think anyone really expected that I think people held off on trades very early did well in the end because they had all the trades uh, that they could you know use
1: in the later rounds you can't relate to that no <laughs> well I, I think I did because I just copped it on the chin that I'd have James Robb starting center the whole year until the end that's what I had to do but I'll go back to Matt Burton and then hand over to Callum uh, so he's priced at 593k, 48 break even. Uh, he'll be playing 5.8. He'll be the main main half there probably. His career average at 5.8 is 61. So that's 13 points difference right there with 323 kick metres. So that'll reduce his score slightly. 2.7 tackle breaks per game. He'll, you know, come down a point or two there. Um, but the the concern is he's not as good of a team as Penrith. Now, if you're willing to take the risk that you think Bulldogs might be good, you know, be on the improve, him setting up a lot of tries, kicking a lot, you know, setting up the tries, he, and with his career average at 61 at 5'8", I think you've got to have him as a centre, mm. as a starting centre. But I'll get Callum's thoughts, and you can talk about a couple of other players. That's what I think. I think you'd start with him. I wouldn't have Tevita Pengai Jr., though. All right. Cal, your turn, mate. Yeah,
0: look, I'd definitely... Be looking at starting um, Matt Burton in your centers. He's obviously someone that a lot of people are interested in with his uh high ownership. Um just going back to what Nick said with the kick meters, um, when he I think do you say 320 odd, Nick, that he averaged? I think that's in his career, I think, at five-eight. Okay. I think. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Look looking back on round twenty-one last year when he started at five-eight while Nathan Cleary was out. Um He scored 106, but with the new points uh, system, that also included two tries, but with the new points uh, system hit, that will actually be, uh, I think it's 95. So does drop about 10 points, and obviously he won't score two tries a game. If he does, it's bloody brilliant. Um, But look, I'd see him probably taking 70% of the kick meters split with Avrilo, so he'll go 70, Avrilo 30. Uh, look to the trial so to see how they're going to uh, form together as a half-partnership. Um, another interesting option, though, to mention with Burton is that the Bulldogs, they don't have the, the easiest start to the season. Rounds three to eight, they face Manly, Melbourne, Penrith, South, and the Roosters. So being in a half um, with um, Averillo, they might struggle potentially with obviously with new, new players and team as well. They might struggle against those teams who look, to be honest, were well above everyone else last year um, in the NRL. Mm. Um, Pangai junior dual position. But other than that, I probably wouldn't go near him. Um, He is an interesting option. If you're wanting to have someone that's a little bit less than like the pain houses can be, Uh, can offer good, good impact in the game. Uh, But the main concern with him is uh, every season. It seems to be is his discipline. Uh, He's a player who finds himself getting penalized a fair bit results in uh, reportable offenses and missing games. uh, Once he's charged by the judiciary, if he cleans up his act, he might be someone to lean towards, but I'm not too interested in him at the moment. Um, Another player who did well last year, obviously Jake Avrillo did well last year. Um, was a was a pretty much epitome of a cash cow. Um, was a centre half. Um, got injured, I think it was after round two or three. Wasn't really scoring too well, um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of people, including myself, jumped off him to bring others into my team. Um,
2: Good choice or bad choice, looking back at it.
0: <laughs> Terrible choice last year on my I, behalf. That um, <laughs> kept me in the game. I kept him. Yeah, Nick, Nick kept him. Master stroke by him. Um, but yeah, look, he's he's someone this year that I probably wouldn't be too interested in. He does still have the dual position, uh, which is it's good to have in your side, obviously, if people go down. But just with Burton coming to the club, he might take some points away from him. Uh, Josh Jackson was another good player last year. Uh, he averaged 57.9 points a game played roughly about 74 minutes mm-hmm. uh, at lock uh, is a player that gets a lot of points through uh, tackles and meters gain. So last year he averaged 46.2 tackles a game and averaged 113 uh, running meters. Okay. This year's only currently in one point. Um, I think 1.1% of teams. He's got 760,000 to his name, which is a bit expensive. Um, and with the new forwards at the, Bulldogs, his points might drop slightly because the, the workload might be shared around. Uh, another person, which I'm sure Nick's looking at as well, and a lot of coaches are, is uh, Raymond Faitala Mariner. Now, <laughs> sorry, the... Nick,
2: just...
1: <laughs> Nick, is he correct? He is correct. Yeah, go on. I left this one for him as well because <laughs> Carl wanted to talk about it, I think.
0: Yeah, look. <laughs> I don't know what Fox Sports are thinking. I don't know what they've heard on the grapevine, but I don't agree with Jack Hetherington. And I heard Nick agree with me as well when I was reading the team list out. I don't agree with him being starting on an um, on an edge position. He was someone last year that played uh, in the middle. And I think he'll probably be someone that will start on the bench. Uh, but it all depends on um, RFMs, uh availability considering he's coming back from an injury as well um he was very good a couple of years ago it was a very good cash cow uh which turned into a keeper actually which i'm hoping happens this year um he's priced at four hundred thousand, which is pretty cheap for an edge um but yeah look during uh his other season that he did really well he averaged 46.5 a game mm-hmm. um at the moment, his break-even is 32, so if you can get back to that, obviously there is some value there for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's in 11.3% of teams, um, but yeah, like all we can say at the moment really is to wait and see, look at the trials to see what um, Barrett wants to do with this team. But yeah, look, he's someone that I'd be keeping an eye on and I'm very interested in. So yeah, he, he averages 31 tackles a game, which is okay for an edge and about 1.6 tackle bus.
2: So for anyone who's new to NRL fantasy, is it one tackle is equal to one point? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. And same as same as a tackle bus this year. It was two, but now it's gone back it's to just one. one. So oh, Wow. Okay. Yeah. That might come into effect. Uh, Nick has one more he wants to mention as well.
1: Yeah, I do want to just support Calm on the Fatala Mariner in 2020. When he started at second row, he averaged 51 and he's priced at 32. So that's 19 points of difference right there. So that's a lot of value you're going to get if he gets the starting spot because he's coming back from an injury. So we have to just keep an eye on that one, I guess. Uh, And the last place I want to mention is Brent Naden in the centres at the Bulldogs came from Penrith with Matt Burton. 317k priced at 25 now it's a pretty cheap option for a centre but if you look into his stats he's a very inconsistent um, played two games last year at centre for Penrith had 11 tackle breaks and 8 missed tackles so averaging 31 and a half so that's still a bit of a you know 6 points of value but like if he, he needs to clean up his missed tackles and he could be a good player I think for the Bulldogs especially if he's down the edge with Josh Adoka um interesting option there i think brent Naden, maybe all
2: right it'll be interesting to see if bulldogs also get wooden spoon two years in a row moving along to crinola Granella sharks up up crinola yes <laughs> all right uh,
0: callum do the honors mate team list for this year Yep, so Will Kennedy will be starting at fullback. Ronaldo Muitalo will be on the wing with Matt Ikuvalu coming over oh. from the Roosters. Um, Connor Tracy, Jesse Ramian, looks like they're going to start in the centres. Now, it's interesting with the halves at Cronulla at the moment, it looks like Matt Moylan's favourite to partner Nico Hines, who moves from Melbourne. Um, Toby Rudolph, Dalphin also Dal moves from Melbourne. They'll both be starting. Uh, in the front row, Blake Braley should get the nod at number nine. Uh, Britton Okora, Wade Graham will be the edge combination. Mm-hmm. And Cam McInnes, who didn't really play much last year, but is uh, well, has been a very consistent fantasy scorer, will be starting at 13. Brayden Trindle on the bench. Um, Brayden um, Hamannuelle will be on the bench as well, alongside Aidan Tolman and Sophia Talakai as well.
2: Interesting, there's a couple of names in there that I think w- could be good
1: options. I'll hand it over to Nick. Um, look, I'll start with Cameron McInnes. I know oh, Callum will probably add something about him because he played for the Mighty Dragons a couple of years ago. He didn't play last year at all, I don't think, according to my sources.
2: Callum, yeah, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, didn't d- didn't get on the park at all last year, unfortunately. It was someone I had in my team, but, yeah, injury affected. <laughs> He's 780k, so pretty much the same as Payne Haas price to 63 now if he plays at lock he averages 69.4 in his eight career games at lock so that's 70 points pretty much so which is very very good he only uh, breaks 0.9 tackle busts per game so he's only losing half a point there um so his base is very good that's something that fantasy players talk about having a base mm-hmm. so that's like base stats uh, so he makes a lot of tackles uh, meters stuff like that he doesn't rely on those attacking players like the tackle breaks and the tries right. to get his points so he's going to be consistent I think he's probably going to average in the 60s if he's playing all 80 minutes which is likely at the Sharks because they're very short in the forwards historically um,
2: now did you say he's a lock lock so that could be a good option for people to have him as a lock in their team lock
1: yeah I like lock, lock it. him in lock him, lock him in. in lock him in at lock well, Sharks Possible. possibly possibly um, I'll go to one more player as well for the for the Sharks. Um Finucane, coming from Storm, priced at 476k, which is a 38 break even. Now, he is named here at prop, and he hasn't really played much prop in his career at the Storm. He's usually in the second row on the interchange bench or lock area. Um, he only breaks 0.9, tackle breaks per game... So he's has a good base there again, for his price point, I guess. Um, the props are going to worry me though. He might score a little bit higher, but play less minutes. I'm not really sure how much he's going to score. His average last year was 36 and a half, which is less than what he's priced at now, in 53 minutes, and that was at lock. So same, really, the same as a prop is lock, same as a prop, pretty much these days. So I don't think he's worth going for, even though he's a cheap option.
2: Could it potentially
1: be a cash cow a bit later, or it depends. It really, if he maybe if he moves into the second row, but I don't see it at prop to be honest.
2: Okay,
1: uh, Callum, I'm going to hand it over to you, mate. Uh,
2: any players that you think could be a good option?
0: Yeah, well, obviously Cam McInnes. Uh, nothing, nothing more to say. Really, much than what Nick said. He's a uh, an out and out gun in my opinion, and someone that I probably will be starting with at this stage. Um, yeah, he, he should, in my opinion, play eighty. Um, he will be similar uh, to Payne Haas. Probably probably will get more points just because of his base
1: stats. Like he does average. He he averages a ridiculous amount of tackles. It was like fifty one point four tackles. That's fifty one points right there. Just here you go. Take it. Take fifty one points.
2: All right, could be a good option then.
1: Yeah,
0: in my opinion, goodbye. Yes, yes, yes. Get him in. Um, Sal <laughs> look, he could be someone to potentially have on your bench, but if you do get him in, don't expect to make fast cash if you make any. He'll be someone that'll be a slow burner. Um, might be a good option as a backup, but yeah, I'm not overly sold on him simply for the fact that, like Nick said, played a lot at lock last year, didn't play much at prop, which he will here. They're very similar positions, will probably score roughly the same and look he'll probably drop slightly in price potentially um another one that i'm sure nick um is maybe interested in is nico Hines. nicholas hines yes so um look moves moves this year to the sharks from melbourne um we'll start in the halves even though last year he played most of his games at fullback once um well when pappenhausen had those unfortunate head injuries Mm. um He did play three games last year, though, in the halves. Um, He did okay, but, like, look, I think last year he got 70 from 69 at 5'8", 39 from 80 minutes at halfback, and 42 from 80 minutes. So he's someone that you could potentially look at. He's more of a running half. He doesn't do a lot of – well, doesn't get a lot of kick meters. I'm not sure if if he partners Matt Moylan, if he'll get more kick meters than Matt, if – Braden Trindle, who's on the bench, if he comes in and partners him, I'm assuming Trindle will probably get more uh, of the kick meters. Can kick goals as well. He's currently priced at 602,000 and he's in 16.9% of teams, which is a bit higher than I was anticipating. Um, is dual positioned, which is good, at half and also wing a fullback, which will be pretty good to have in your team. Um, look, I don't think he'll be a keeper this year. I can see him probably scoring between maybe 49 to 54 points at the end of the season, but he could be someone maybe to have in later just because he's dual positioned. But yeah,
1: I I wouldn't be starting with him at this stage of the season. Well, I've got one more player as well to add. Uh, He's the highest owned player by the Sharks on Fantasy at the moment. Right. Jaden Beryl. Now he's not on the predicted team lineup uh, because he'll be the number 14 probably, according to my sources. Uh, Braden Trindle will probably get the half position, and I don't think Matt Morland be in the team. But I agree. So Jaden Beryl uh, at number fourteen uh, hasn't played hasn't played a game before, so he'll be on on debut. He's only two hundred and twenty k, which is base price. So that's eighteen break even now. You could risk it and start with him uh, if he gets the fourteen, but you're not gonna you're not really really know how many minutes he's gonna play. Uh, Blake Braley at Hooker generally plays 80 minutes. He usually doesn't go off. So um, could be a bit of a problem if he if Jaden Beryl is named yep. and then De hardly gets any minutes, really. So, But he's the highest owner on fantasy, so that's why I wanted to mention him quickly at 18% of teams. And one more player we'll go with on the edge, Wade Graham, coming back from his concussions. He's had a lot of concussions recently. Uh, 461K, so he's not that dear, priced at 37. Um, In last year, the games he played, he averaged 35, so around where his break is at the moment, but he had three games under 30 minutes because of his concussions and injuries. If you take those games out, he averages 44.6 with only one tackle break and 0.5 offloads, so his base is good if he can stay on the field. And I think the Sharks are a better team this year. So he could be someone that makes a bit of money, you know, maybe five to 10 points upward there could make about a hundred K. All right. There you go. Um, I've got a question for you
2: both. I want to get your thoughts on this. The players that performed really, really well for the storm last year, there's a lot of them moving teams. There's a lot of them going to different teams. Do you think that the people that got good points when they're in the storm will be going good this year in a new team? I'm just thinking they've got a lot of star they had a lot of star players in the storm they all worked really well as a as a unit but now that you see all these good players go to different teams do you think they're going to get the same fantasy results
0: as they did I don't think they will I obviously last year Melbourne had a record breaking year in terms of how many points that they scored um, for the season and for those uh, games but look I, and that that would have Obviously changed um, and affected people's uh, inner of like fantasy sc- scoring, but look, people like Hines, they could potentially average around the same. But yeah, I think like Atto carr he was involved with a lot of tries last year. He'll probably drop. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of the players that
1: will that, that have moved will probably struggle a bit and might drop. Yeah, and on the other hand, people coming to the Storm, I think, will increase oh, definitely. Their value. We'll talk about that when we get to the Storm episode. But, uh, the Nico Hines thing, I know Callum talked about him. Yep. He only, like, kicked an average of about 50 or 60 kick metres in his three games in the halves last year. Yep. So if Matt Moylan is the starting 5'8", you'd expect Nico Hines to kick at least 200 metres. Like, he has to. Like, who else is... There's no one else they can kick in their team. So that's where people are probably looking at. They're going, if he kicks is he's, he's a buy. If he's not kicking, if Trindle's in the team or something like that, I don't think you buy him at 602k. All right. Well,
2: I think that's going to wrap things up for the first episode. Thank you to all you listening. Uh, we've been planning this podcast for a while. It's taken a lot of time and effort. I know Nick and Callum have done extensive research on um, all the stats and information uh, that they've shared with you. Uh, Cal, mate, do you want to give us a little teaser of what's coming up in episode two, what we're going to be talking about and discussing?
0: little t- teaser, all right. What, well, tease, we're gonna, mate. Yeah, we're going to be uh, talking about your uh, Gold Coast Titans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, going through them, Manly, uh, Melbourne, and also uh, Newcastle Knights, who, look, I'm going to say it now, I think will be the Wooden Spoons this year interesting call yep. i'm glad you didn't say
2: titans yeah. uh thank you for joining us episode two will be out next week uh nick callum and myself are looking forward to uh catching up with you then